Welcome to Unlawyerly, where we talk about life, the pursuit of happiness, and some law. This is Ramin. It's time to get unlawyerly. Okay, so let's talk real quick about the Inflation Reduction Act. And I'm not going to give you a discourse on the entire act, but there have been some questions regarding the tax credits um, that are placed for, for energy. Hence why I said I was salivating at the mouth regarding those credits. Uh, normal caveats, this is not meant to be any type of tax advice, any law advice. Go talk with your uh, own uh, tax advisor and or lawyer. Um, of course, if you guys have any questions, uh, can, can field those, but this is just supposed to be high-level informational. Uh, specifically within the Inflation Reduction Act, I wanted to focus on the 30% tax credit that is available for solar panels. And it's kind of a big deal. Uh, right now, those of you who are in the solar industry are just, uh, or renewable industry, I should say, uh, completely ecstatic because of just what this means. Basically, the, the down and dirty of it is the government is essentially subsidizing 30% of the cost for solar. And for those of you who have been keeping up with where renewables were and where it's at now, for this year, uh, up until this point that the Inflation Reduction Act came out, the, 26 per, the credit was 26%. It had dropped, uh, and each year was set to drop until it was completely phased out. What the IRA essentially did is that it extended the investment tax credit for 10 years, and that's a big deal. That means that there's going to be a lot of companies that are going to want to invest and essentially take those tax credits to help reduce their tax liability. Now, so for some of you who are listening, you're like, Ramin, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let me give you the quick building blocks of it. For those of you who own a home or are thinking about purchasing a home, one thing that you'll notice is that the cost of energy is going to go up. And we're talking about brown power, traditional energy. It's going to increase. Take inflation into account. Take into account that more and more people are going to be using energy. Look at climate change. And what ultimately this means is there needs to be a way to uh, provide or come up with a more reasonably cost-based approach for energy. Well, my friends, we have that, and that's called renewable power. That's called the sun. Uh, a big part of my career, I was invested in doing these things for, for big companies. Um, these were multi-million dollar deals uh, in the hundreds, and ultimately what we would help is bring those people who had the money to those people who knew what they were doing with renewables, marry them together in some type of partnership, and essentially allow the investors to say, hey, look, we're investing in green energy and they're going to get some tax credits to bring down their liability. And what it means for the day-to-day -day, uh, individuals, taxpayers is, let's say you decide ultimately that you're going to invest in solar. And let's say your solar cost is, and we're just going to use very basic numbers, let's say it's going to be $1,000. Well, the U.S. government is going to help pay $300 of that solar panel of the cost related to the installation and the actual um, 
uh, materials, equipment, etc. Now, there are a lot of nuanced rules that go into it. For example, it has to be new, uh, has to be new to you, has to be installed on your primary residence uh, to get that 30% tax credit on your tax return. But ultimately, what it's doing is the government is helping to subsidize a big portion of it. Now, if any of you are in it in the short-term gain, i.e. you're thinking, hey, Ramin, I want to see the advantage of the uh, solar panels right away, I'm going to tell you this, it's not going to work out that way. Or if some of you are thinking that it's going to be free, it's not going to be that way. But a lot of states have incentives to get people to go solar to help reduce that burden on brown powder or on traditional energy by creating zero cost to you and some states even give additional incentives of a thousand two thousand dollars again you need to check the state where you live to help encourage people to invest in solar and so before uh, and again this this act needs to officially pass through through uh, the house and also get signed by president biden but ultimately it's geared to happen the 30 percent notches it up an additional 4% and allows the 10-year, uh, the extension to be for 10 years. So if you did not want to do it, for example, this year, you want to do it the following year, you can do that as well. Furthermore, it allows uh, battery up to a certain amount to be allowed as part of that credit. Now, if you were to ask me what I thought about batteries when it comes to um, installations for solar purposes or for residential purposes, I don't think the industry is where it's at right now. I think batteries are um, haven't reached economies of scale. Batteries are expensive. And I think you have to have a reason for uh, purchasing batteries. Solar power, power panels, on the other hand, I can tell you with uh, our home that we just moved into right now, this is going to be my second time getting solar panels. So I, I believe in it. I actually am adding additional panels, uh, about eight more panels, so that I can, once I, I get an EV, because there's also a $7,500 credit for electric vehicles for new ones, up to certain income limits based on households. So again, there are still a little bit of nuanced rules in it. When you add the EV component, electric vehicle, to sourcing that directly from your home, well, basically, you've cut a lot of the cost from your energy use right away. Now, most people can finance the solar panels at their very low interest rates, but really to be able to capitalize on getting solar panels, you should look at paying it off either right away or within 10 years. Some of you may be saying, hey, Ramit, I don't have that type of money to pay right now. And that's fine uh, because ultimately the amount that you're paying for your utility cost is expected to go up on average about 5% per year. So when you take that into account, you're basically doing a trade-off in the early years for paying for the solar panel versus your utility costs. And then down the road, the utility cost is gonna pay for itself. For those of you who are thinking about it, um, there is a lot that, that goes into um, the research aspect of it. One of the websites that I really like a lot, it's called energysage.com, where you can really investigate the panels you can look at the various installers that are out there. You can look at the various brands. And I do recommend you doing your homework beforehand. There are companies out there who, that are very knowledgeable and that can help. But I think it helps to go in there with a working knowledge to make sure you're getting 
panels that are, in fact, going to last you up to that 25-year war uh, warranty that they have. And the uh, uh, degradation rate of the panels is, is not below a certain point that you're not going to be able to maximize. But look, we are at the point where renewable energies is not going away. And I think the passage of this act further shows that renewable energy is going to stay and it's going to become much more rampant and more households are doing it. And to incentivize people to get on it now, they're offering 30%, which is a huge deal when it comes down to how much the government is subsidizing. And I think uh, for those of you who are in it in the long-term gain, and you should be, uh, this is a great way to be able to add solar panels now, reduce your t utility costs, get this government to subsidize a big portion of it. Um, and compared to where solar was a few years ago, uh, it's become much more economical. There are economies of scale. There are a lot of companies that have been doing it for a long period of time so that you can ensure there is a guarantee when it comes to getting these installed and making sure that the warranty uh, is in fact there. Um, but I think that the tax credit with the government increasing it back to 30% just shows the commitment to wanting more people to get it. And so what this will mean for you from your tax return perspective is whatever the cost of the panel is, uh, again, let's just use a very simple $1,000, you'll ultimately recognize that $300 back. Now, solar panels uh, with the panels itself, the inverter, and also the installation, you can expect on average, and it's going to vary based upon where you are living, it's going to cost somewhere between twenty to 30000 There are some solar panels that go much more. It depends on your system size. How much are you trying to offset from brown power or traditional energy? And so when you are working with a company, they're going to take your energy usage, i.e. your utility bills, and see how much you use. And ultimately, they'll try to get you at 100% offset, 110% offset, or you can do below or lower. States also have various type of incentive programs through net metering. And again, you need to look at the laws of your state to see uh, what it is. But net metering basically says the amount of energy that you produce through your solar panels will get fed back into the system most often, and they'll give you a credit. Most places, it's one for one. Some places are use or lose. Some people places are you can carry it over, i.e. if you produce more than you're using, you can carry it over for a period of time. And then there are programs out there um, known as uh, uh, SRECs where you ultimately, just for example in Virginia, the fact that you're producing energy, you will be able to sell those certificates in the market. A company will want to buy them and say, hey, look, we may not necessarily have solar panels, but we're investing in, in green and uh, green energy. And you can get, for example, 50 to $60 per 1,000 kilowatt hour. And on a yearly average, again, depending on your system size, that's about $800 that you're getting just for the fact that you have solar. So various programs that are out there. The in Inflation Reduction Act it has other credits there, especially related to energy. There are also some healthcare components. This little quick and dirty conversation is just on the 30% investment tax credit related to installing solar at your home. And it, it is a good, uh, it's a decent size subsidization by the government that when you look at it from a long-term perspective, i.e. even if you were to look at it from 10 years, 
you could be at a point where you're not paying anything for your utility costs as it relates to electric use. If you have an electric vehicle and you're uh, capitalizing on the $7,500 credit for new cars or $4,000 for used cars, uh, you basically are able to use, if you add additional panels, for your vehicle and that saves you from gasoline costs. Again, long-term strategy, but for those of you who are thinking about it from that type of perspective, um, the, this is a really good uh, opportunity to be able to use it for your tax purposes and also reduce your tax liability. Talk next time. As always, I appreciate you and thank you for listening to Unlawyerly. My name is Ramin Mohammed. You can catch me on Instagram at Unlawyerly with Ramin, unlawyerly.com on our website. Of course, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube. That's it for today. My name is Ramin again, and it's been Unlawyerly. Thank you.